this is Drew here with my best friend Derek and our super special guest Jen from the Gone Fishing podcast and from an unreleased episode of New Release from about three years ago, maybe. I think so. Yeah, which old is new release relevant <laughs> to what we're going to be talking about today because it was for this show, correct? Was it? Yeah. Well, you might have done multiple, but you definitely. When we watched the first couple episodes of season three of Stranger oh, Things, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's in the title of the episode. I was trying not to say it, but oh, yeah, it's it's no secret. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, um, welcome everyone. Welcome back, Derek. How was Thank your you. summer break? I uh, I was a zombie for a while. I don't know what y'all told the audience, but uh, I'm finally okay. I got my. Uh, Rabies shots? Yep, rabies shots. I'm back <laughs> in business, baby. Good. Um, well, I'm glad to have you back. And Thank you. Ashley is taking her little summer hiatus. So um, that gives us the opportunity to have Jen on. It gives us the opportunity to return to 2022 so mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. talk about something from 1986. Set in 1986, that yeah. is. Yeah. And um, this is episode 117. Nice. Wow, really? So, yeah. What a yep. milestone, Jen. I mean, you're on a very important <laughs> numbered episode. Everyone <laughs> celebrates wow. the 117th episode I think we should of just make that a thing. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be our new anniversary. So, yeah. sorry, Ashley. <laughs> but, yeah. What do we do on this podcast, Eric? You want me to say it? That's not your intro, but oh, no. I'll set you up. Um, new release is a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. twist. Ashley slash Derek, when the hell are we this week? Well, it's the year, it's the three-year anniversary of Stranger Things three, which is set in 1985, Drew. Uh huh. And it not 86. No, that was season three. Oh. And it came out on July 4th weekend, 2019. And guess what today is? July 4th, 2022. I couldn't have never guessed that. Yeah. That puts us squarely in guess it, <laughs> July 4th, 2022, right under the fireworks. To watch Stranger Things 4, set in 1986. Jesus Christ. I, I, you know I love Who dates. said this time travel, bu- <laughs> travel business was confusing? Okay. You want to have Ashley, where are you at? <laughs> I need you to read these things. They yeah. are all confusing anyway. Uh, that's Yeah, it's my little game. I like to play with y'all. All right. So who said this time travel business was confusing? Not you. I mean, you made it very. Who said this time travel business is confusing? Jen, did you understand any of what Derek just said? Uh, sort of. Okay. Well, that's better than I would have. Better than I would have uh, predicted. I'll edit this in post. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, this is an extra special, loose episode because we're hanging out in person, and we just finished watching the final two episodes of Stranger Things Four. Volume two, and there were there was one ninety minute episode followed by a two and a half hour episode. Yeah, so, baby. Two twenty two. Two twenty two. Two twenty two eleven. I think it was. Wow. Yeah, that's important. The eleven <laughs> yep. is definitely intentional there. Yep. You think? Yeah. Also, what does eleven eleven add twice? Twenty two, baby. Twenty two. Twenty two. Oh, and we're in twenty twenty two. Man. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This is real great. (laughs) Look at how everything's connected. Yeah. Okay. So, what's, I mean, should have been four hours, 22 minutes. Was it? 
was it satisfying? Let's just start there. I mean, we had a month ago, we watched the first seven parts and who knows what the total runtime there was. Not important. But it was an interesting to have it split up like this. Um, you're going to burp first into the mic and then off (laughs) just to compare the difference Uh, (laughs) was, um, was this a satisfying conclusion to this penultimate season of stranger things? Cause we do know they will be back for one more run. What did y'all think? I think I would have liked a little bit more actually. Mm. Okay. So what did you think about the so aside from the length what th- what do you think No, overall? I mean like the the story was that yeah, we are we satisfied where we got to I with mean, this like The length of course I would I would have loved more too. But what I, do you what I, do you think I about meant, the episode? I wanted more. Yeah, more to what? Happen. It didn't seem like really Hmm. Yeah, I guess they introduced Vecna and then Vecna is destroyed but still exists. Vecna's not destroyed. Well, he still exists, but his physical being's been destroyed, right? Well, yeah, we're going to see. Vecna is definitely going to be the, the main villain in the next part. They momentarily like disabled him and got out of his grips long enough to um, attempt to save Max. I mean, uh, so maybe what you're getting at, Jen, is... There was all this buildup, all this drama about who was, you know, maybe in jeopardy. And then in like keeping the characters all separate for this final uh, showdown with Vecna. And it's a little anticlimactic when they, you know, when Max seemingly dies in Lucas's arms. Yeah. Oh, and God then, damn. And then he, she's resurrected by Eleven like a minute later. Um, although she's still in a coma and presumably is they flash ahead to two uh, days later and you know, can you say what happened to Max and why she's in a coma? Sure. So yeah. what happened, Jen? What happened to Max's body? <laughs> he got snapped in a bunch of places. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. That was horrible. So yeah, can you recover from those kinds of snaps? Well, that's apparently signature move. I mean, yeah. is to levitate, a kid into the air and then start like bending oh. their arms and legs and the directions they're not supposed to oh, bend. Um, it is horrible. So that happened to Max. Yeah. Um, she's probably not going to be doing a lot of skateboarding <laughs> in the near future. Um, if she's doing anything, but basically the whole season, um, started talk numbers again was <laughs> building up to Vecna needed to kill four kids to complete this next level of transcendence. Yeah, to and open up enough pathways to destroy. Did they ever say why it had to be four? <laughs> no, they said four a lot. I, I don't know if they explained. I mean, I'm I mean, not there sure. were always four chimes on the clock. But I don't know that. I'm just curious why it why had it's to be four, four gates. Why? Why couldn't why it four? be like 14 or like 13? <laughs> Or, I mean, or two. There's not even a number I would three. rather it be. I'm just <laughs> curious why it's specifically four. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just an even symmetrical number. And they had to pick something. Whoa, what's up? My cat is wanting to be very involved in this episode. We've got a dog in the house as well. So if you hear any animal noises, that's what those are coming <laughs> from. 
<laughs> Lolita and Roxy. If you hear anything other than a dog and a cat, though, please be. And then it's Derek. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Vecna or Eddie coming back or a oh, Demi Bat. R.I.P. Eddie. I mean, like. So let's run through. This is a how sprawling did, episode. Yeah. How did uh, this volume two, season four, volume two, right? Is what it's called. Yeah. Yes. How did it start? Where did we go? Before we got to all the Vecna fighting and yeah, well, I think it starts with Eleven, um, kind of grappling where it in where Volume One leaves off and where this one picks up is with her in the underground facility with mm. uh, Brenner and um, the other scientist dude, trying to basically she has her powers back. She levitates um, Nina, this giant um, multi-ton. Yeah, her the deprivation tank that she goes into. So we see her very dramatically like lifting it straight up in the air and I was like okay, what's what's so cool about that? And I forgot like this was the first demonstration of when her she, having her powers back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the whole first volume of the the of season 4, she hasn't had her powers. So she even if she wanted to help, she wouldn't really be able to do much. The funny thing about this whole season though is that they she never they don't make it to Hawkins until the final moments of of the second episode. Right. And And they, they don't seem the least bit freaked out about what's going on. Yeah. Not really. It's it's just it's so overwhelming. I mean, I would imagine like it's they do move on pretty quickly from like Eddie's death and other things happening. Because the town um once so even though Max was brought back to life, Vecna does complete his mission of four mm-hmm. and cause she died for, you know, a couple minutes at least. And so that starts opening up the crack between the regular world and the upside down. So that's Vecna's mission, right? Yes. Yeah. For yeah. some reason to destroy this little town. Well, he's a complete sociopath. So, I mean, the theme of this, or psychopath, the theme of this like whole season is like, does having power, make you a monster is being different raw you know is there something bad about being different there's something bad about him because even before well he always had telekinetic powers but even before he was being experimented on he he was was, he killed his family right (laughs) he's definitely bad yeah yeah so brennan um is it brenner or brennan i always dr brenner brenner Brenner, yeah um he created this whole um experiment based on because he found this kid with these powers Mm -hmm. so and then he put a chip in him to keep him in line 11 removed the chip and the rest and and put him into this so what we learn is that 11 broke the gate between the regular world and the upside down Mm -hmm. and banished him there and then he created everything that has caused all the problems for the whole series. The Mind Flayer, the yeah. Demigorgons. He didn't create the Demigorgons, though. Okay. So he, but oh, he, he, but he, kind of, he, but he became the power. their leader. Yes. Yeah. Because they show when he first gets there, you can see them running around. He's watching. Okay. So. Right. So, he, so this world existed. With nobody else in it. Right. That yeah. has powers to kind of bring it all together. Correct. Or in no... In no um, that we know of like threat to the regular world until that gate, until somebody until down there the was gate. powerful enough to open more gates. 
Yeah. Which is what he did. And, and maybe just the gate that she opened in the first place, unfortunately, created like loosened a vulnerability. The, loosened the But I think if you hadn't been down the there, two. there would have been no real organization or motivation to, to break through. Sure. So that's, that's what's... Although I've yeah. always been a little curious how she sent him there. Like when she uses her powers on him, how does it turn into him just going into the upside down? Why didn't it just kill him or... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I guess she was young. Didn't know, understand her powers. Kind of like a, a small a baby scorpion. Like emits way too much venom than it should. And it doesn't know. So it's kind of like Levin so did that with her mind. So it's just a coincidence that yeah. happened to push him into. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was intentional. No, definitely not. So, and they even kind of, I mean, it is coincidence is the right word in terms of if you want to critique it a little bit like it's very convenient for the show that he didn't (laughs) just explode into particles and he went to this other world where he could (laughs) cause all this this trouble but they do say multiple times that she like even after that happened she kind of blacked out and forgot it happened and had no way to like do it intentionally uh they were trying to get her to you know be able to use those powers again later and uh, she didn't know whether she was going to, like, gotcha. ever learn how to do that again or not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it is very convenient for the show that that he ends up there and um, kind of starts this chain of events that, that basically propels all of the, the drama <laughs> for the four seasons right. after that. Because um, we get this season starts with a flashback to something that you know, to basically her all the kids at the um, uh, facility dying, and then her like um, not remembering and but also us maybe thinking for a second she was responsible. She yeah. yeah, and so I don't know. Did this change? Did, I, I thought it was a pretty compelling uh, internal conflict with her grappling with like her responsibility i don't know did y'all think that was effective or should she have never really (laughs) thought she would be to blame no i understand why she would think so especially because i think papa blamed her yeah you know and then she tells him i'm not the monster you are when she realizes what happened so I, I know I thought the internal conflict was solid. Necessary. Yeah, what about you, Derek? How'd you uh, like her character arc? Her character arc's great. Um, she's a fucking badass. And, uh, yeah, she kind of did help create this... Well, you know, she... I don't know. She's to blame, motherfucker. Oh, so you think it is her fault? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, but it not, no, no, not, no, it's no. not because I mean, she didn't even want she didn't want those powers, powers in the first exactly. place. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, and, and she also, was she's she also saved. manipulated, and um, it, it was it's interesting that so Papa Doctor Brenner didn't know. Did he know that she put uh, number one in into some other plane? Yeah. Okay, you think so? Well, he saw it on the. We we see him watching oh, the security he does footage. Watch it on the oh security shit! Footage, right? Yeah, that is right. Yeah, so he knows that she is super powerful, and then is totally just manipulated and 
experimented on. Yeah. Well, at first uh, I thought maybe he didn't know, and that was why he was trying so hard to get her to remember. He was trying to figure out what happened, but well, no, and he all, does watch security footage, right? Right. That and that, and also like uh, one of my favorite things about this season was this like twist that we're kind of starting to get some understanding and empathy for him, and like at least understand his mm. conflicted. I, I know. I mean, I was I was really annoyed by the show trying to force us to feel a little like uh, conflicted about it, but even trying it, to I, give him some sort of like vindication moment at the end sure like, they forgive me i'm i'm really glad that she did not forgive him and well, did that's, not say that's, anything and that's just, that's, just, that's what i'm getting at yeah. my favorite part was when they took all that away yeah so and they, he they reveals ma- made that it he seem just trapping her they yeah. made it seem like he was going to somehow have some redeeming quality he has some redemption arc and i wasn't there for it right but she exactly shut that down, and then so. yes yeah. and then the show is like nope yeah that's he's what I still mean. a fucking asshole i didn't like the redemption arc i liked that they picked yeah. us out and then she- gave us a satisfying uh death she doesn't kill him because that would just be kind of another burden for her to bear sure like she is probably going to but then she collapses because he um drugged her um and so that hits like takes over and she passes out right when she's got him um like like uh, pulled over the nina machine so um nina machine the nina machine um so he ends up getting shot by like a sniper sniper from a helicopter but um what (sighs) she keeps confronting him about is supposedly it's kind of complicated what his motives are supposedly like the reason he was getting funding was to use this experiment these kids like to get secrets from uh foreign enemies sure like and so she would be wandering around and listening to conversations wandering around and like it's not the upside down world it's like just this dark kind of middle uh middle plane between our world or I guess just no. It's it's our world. She can basically like telekinetically move yeah. uh, in uh, in the like non physical like, plane. But yeah, yeah. So we see her doing that in some of the early seasons. But now it turns out, uh, I think it's pretty heavily implied that she was just there, or he was mostly using her to look for Vecna. Um, What's his name? His character's name Henry. Henry. Yeah. 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 Zero so, one. Because I guess Brenner just has this weird like dad complex. I mean, a lot of complexes, but he. I mean, he makes the kids call him Papa. And yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah. So like, because what? It's a good. Tech but he strategy. also. What was he actually yeah. doing? Like, at, like that giving them that familial basis, which they don't have from anywhere else, probably yeah. does establish like a certain level. Of yeah, trust. trust. Like, and, oh yeah. Very manipulative and effective. Well, and yeah, like these kids might rip somebody, you know, if a security guard comes in, they these right. kids might rip but the security the guard's Papa, head off. Yeah, Papa. They're not going to do that. They'll restrain themselves slightly. Yeah. So that makes sense. But I mean, like, so is his only motive for, like, doing all of this to track down? Yeah, <laughs> right? Number know. one. I mean, for he's her, getting funding. Yeah. He was so using her for that, but she was stronger than the rest of them. I don't know. What exactly the motivation for the rest of them I guess are. I mean, and also maybe, I ne- I've never been clear on whether these kids are born with these abilities or they are somehow created by him. Right, while like some injection in or womb, something, or and yeah. And he takes the kids after they're born. I thought until this season, I thought it was implied that like 
maybe they all had some sort of special ability. But what we, I think we find out is that Henry was born with it. Right. And everyone else was based on like sort of like. He was trying to so recreate that of, power. Of, and, yeah. Okay. And it's Elle's, Elle's mom who had some sort of, she was an experiment and then had 11, right? Well, and I think what, no. They, I think the experiment was eleven, like within her. So, like yeah, they experimented yeah, yeah. on her to create eleven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's presumably what they did for the other. So the other ones. Maybe well. in you know at first uh, is Doctor, eleven the last one? By the way, is she the highest number? I don't think. I don't know. No, there's what no about way. The ones there in were Europe? way more than eleven. Kids no, but is she the youngest? Because that would make her the last one, and the, thus the most She's, powerful. Because he's perfected the hmm. experiment uh, by then. I mean, or has perfected it as much as no his. way, no. Because I, I when she gets back, when she gets back to the rainbow room, yeah, there are younger, there are kids, younger yeah, kids. Yeah, there are there. really young oh, kids yeah. there. There are more. Okay, so maybe there might have been even p- people with more potential than her theoretically, but they get killed by Henry. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Um, and she kind of had a special relationship with Henry. One because she saved him, and two, just because maybe he thought he could kind of like use her as well. I think he was genuine in saying that he recognized part of him. Like, he saw how powerful she was, right. just like he was. Game, respect game. Yeah, and so maybe the other kids he didn't, he dismissed because he didn't think they were powerful enough, but he saw her. And was right, like, sure. With this, you know, this one, if I can manipulate her the right way, we can, like, just, just have our way with this world. Yeah. 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 So, okay. There's, like, three separate plot lines going on we've oh, talked yeah. about 11 because that's is where it starts and she's obviously the most powerful character on the show but then we have um the surfer boy gang oh yeah the, baby <laughs> and the tribe boy argyle baby yeah so we can go ahead and do this now we like to um play uh, choose your character like as if there's a new release version of an arcade game and we're selecting playable characters for ourselves in this um Stranger Things video game. Derek, you want to go first? It sounds like you have a pretty strong preference for yeah. your character. My character is Argyle, the stoner pizza guy. Uh, he is pretty badass. I don't know. He's just the funniest character and doesn't take life serious, even when it gets super serious. I don't know. It's just so cute and fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely operating on his own plane. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's in his own upside down. <laughs> well, it's kind of it's it's right really, side up. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. I mean, the show always does a great job. We're going to talk about Eddie more, but of introducing Ooh, new yeah. characters and giving them like a distinct personality and making you love them immediate, pretty much immediately. For Argyle, uh, he serves a pretty crucial role as well. One. He finds the tire tracks that lead to Eleven, where they're oh, keeping her. Oh, yeah, dude. So, because they're, like, arguing about the map, and he's, yeah. like, wandering around, uh, not getting stoned. He just stays stoned. We see him smoke weed in the first yeah. volume, but somehow he just stays <laughs> stoned yeah. perpetually. Stoned. Um, or maybe it's <laughs> happening off screen. But he uh, finds the, the way to Eleven's facility, and then later he has them... Um, shack up at a surfer boy pizza place like which is where he works but it's a different it's a different chain or a different location right right because they need to create (laughs) a um, sensory deprivation chamber for her like a salt a giant salt bath that interaction between the two surfer boy pizza dudes was great (laughs) it's amazing yeah they only hire like stoners yeah bro okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, that clearly is their aesthetic. But I don't know if you've ever worked in a pizza place. It's just sort of the aesthetic of all right. of them. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Michelangelo yeah. type. Uh, so uh, he's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's a great choice, Derek. Yeah, thank uh, you. We'll keep that in mind. Jen, do you have one? I feel like I thought I had one for you, but I forgot who I was thinking of the other day. I feel like you're a oh, we Max were talking about someone struggling. Yeah, realistically, if we're going to factor in clumsiness, it's right. Robin. Yeah, Robin, <laughs> right. dude, that's a good character. I for very you. much related when she's trying to walk up those stairs <laughs> upside down. <laughs> yeah, well, there's roots like or she like fleshy, fleshy roots. All or over they're the telling stairs. her not to run through the woods because she's going to fall down. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Dude, yeah. Robin is such a great character. I do love her. She's great. She is great. She talks a mile a minute. This is Maya Hawk, of course, the yep. daughter of Ethan Hawk. So and uh, <laughs> just of Ethan Hawk. There's no feeble involved yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, fair enough. She's beautiful. She's clumsy. She's talk, like you said, talks a mile a minute. And yeah. I, I watched an interview when we came back from the past to 2022. I caught up on some interviews, and she is like that in person as well. Yeah. And she's very kind of doesn't want to be famous, but she has to do these shows. It's in, it's interesting. Well, so right. She, I mean, when humble. you are the daughter of Uma Thurman. Two very no famous people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's very humble. It's cool. You don't really so like her. think fame is as cool as you might if you, <laughs> if yeah. you didn't grow up with movie star parents. Sure. But, but then, that's the that's testament to their kind of – Yeah. yeah like, and that's outside the show. But in the show, man – what what's your favorite thing about her other than being clumsy, <laughs> Jen? She doesn't take shit from anybody, which <laughs> I really yeah. appreciate. Mm-hmm. Keep Steve in check. Ooh yeah, <laughs> the Steve and Robin relationship is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So they meet working at Scoops Ahoy last season, and that's the intro. That's another great example of mm. them introducing a new character we learn um uh, that she's gay towards the end of last season she confides that when there's a little bit of like steve's about to start hitting on her like they have this incredible chemistry all season so it seems to be leading there but then they have that like curveball and he handles it very 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 gentlemanly and very cool and they are just best friends best platonic friends with no kind of complicated you know love triangle element like he has with nancy (laughs) um true so it's just cool they're able to have basically the same type of like friend relationship as he can have with dustin and like she's basically she sort of replaces dustin as his bff so Um, speaking of steve who's your character drew yeah well we (laughs) did this for volume one and i was stuck with mike the, the, <laughs> the little sh- <laughs> oh my god mike was mike really if you're listening or whatever your your actor's name is i'm sorry that they shit all over you he well so because your character sucks he had a horrible um sort of intro in volume one when he goes out to california and is just unable to express his feelings toward l he signs his cards your friend instead of love mike and this season is pretty clearly building up to him finally confessing like giving her a pep talk basically and saying i love you repeatedly and bringing her a little it's a little weird and unfortunate that that's like what gives her the courage to like um defeat vecna 
uh, a little cliche that she needed Mike Some to love. say that. But then again, yeah. for every reason we've talked about, her not having a family and her having, you know, this, this yeah. like horrible, abusive uh, father figure. Um, Papa figure. Yeah, it's understandable that she would she would need that validation. Well, she has another uh, Papa figure who also at times I didn't love <laughs> her and Hopper's relationship. Yeah, Hopper was an asshole. But yeah. in, in Volume a, in 1 and Volume 2, way. he was... Very awesome. Yeah, well, he loves her unconditionally. He's just like overbearing, and and I thought they leaned into that a little hard. I have not answered the question. Yeah, I yeah. So, don't know if I have the chest hair to be Steve. I don't I, know if ooh. I have the the hair hair to be uh, Eddie. Uh, Eddie. Steve. Yeah, or a Steve. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have the bowl cut to be Will. Um, I definitely don't want to be Jonathan. He sucks. Ooh, so um, are you going with Mike again? I'm going with Nancy. Oh, All fuck right. yeah. I mean, this All is right. a little aspirational. Dude, I'm not yes. saying I am Nancy, but I think she's the, the best, the coolest character in this Dude. part of season four. She gets to saw off a shotgun, yeah. they go to the war zone, and she... The war zone's a fucking gun shop, and yeah. Nancy is just in there owning the place. Yeah. Well, she's just holding her own this season, or the, oh, yeah. in these last two episodes. She's basically the leader of most of their, like... Um, attack missions on Decna. Yeah. She's kind of calling the shots. And, and she's been in the Upside Down, so she's gotten yeah. some, like, battle scars. Some yeah, mental... Steve has scars, too. He got bitten by those bats. Yeah. But she, I, I just love that they do give, like, her and Robin and uh, just, like, all the... I mean, a lot of the women characters get to kind of be equal or on lead footing with the... Uh, the Most of the boy characters are, aside from Steve... The core kids are a little younger, so it makes yeah. sense that, that she might take the lead. Although Dustin is kind of like <laughs> orchestrating everything um, from a tactical standpoint, sure. from a nerd standpoint. But with anyway, it, with Eddie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Eddie, who's like, <laughs> who's fine. This was finally going to be the year he graduated high school at mm. twenty two or whatever. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, all right, uh, we can talk about we can talk about that. So, I mean, so I'm Nancy though. Yeah, Nancy, well, that wanna, is badass. Before we move on to Eddie, yeah, you're talking about, you know, as far as uh, Mike being unable to express his emotions. What about Will? Like, what yeah. are oh, we yeah. gonna get from that? Yeah, so they de- still never answer anything. In the back you... of Argyle's van, uh, right. Will was. T- <laughs> This is scene is so just ridiculous. Uh, Mike is sitting there. Will is telling Mike how much he knows, how much L loves him, how much he loves L, and then Mike's like, "Oh yeah, I do really kind of really <laughs> love her." Yeah. Thanks for saying that, man. <laughs> but then at the same time, Will almost kind of seems like he wishes that Mike loved him, right? Or that he was trying to say that he loved Mike. Yeah, he yeah. was saying that it was very. I thought it was mostly. Well done. It was a really um, incredible performance by the, the by character Will. who plays Will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. but, but yeah. Mike yeah, is Mike's just a reaction. fucking idiot. Yeah, he's well. <laughs> which again, these are like yeah, okay, he's a thirteen-year-old kid. kids. Yeah, sure. So I mean, he's a, it's it seems well, they they're freshmen in high school, whatever age that is. They should have casted a twenty-three-year-old to play a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale. They well, he is in his twenties. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. Anyway. Okay, but but okay. So yeah, Will's performance, yeah. man. So what I think happens is it's maybe because there's been so much theorizing about Will's sexuality, basically going back a couple seasons that we're looking for that. 
but I think they make it pretty clear when he's having that conversation, talking about Elle being different and needing Mike to support her when she feels like she's a monster because she's different. Mm -hmm. He's talking about feeling different, whether he, I mean, I think it is pretty clear. He has feelings for Mike, but I don't even think that's, I think the most important part is that he's telling him what he needs to hear. Yeah. But also express finally uh, sort of expressing what he needs to confess to other people. And 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 we see him tearing up and looking the other way. And most importantly, we see Jonathan through his stoned eyes in the rear view. Right. And they get to have a conversation. Jonathan takes note of that that yeah. conversation and brings it up later in a totally roundabout way. doesn't actually talk well, about it, but they finally get to have like one of their brotherly moments that they haven't had for two seasons. Right. Right. Like. Cause they're, cause shit's fucked. Well, and he's been stoned. Like he literally says like, I've yeah. been stoned for a year. So what was the, con- <laughs> remind me what they were discussing when they finally had the brother to brother Legos or something. So like he got a something uh, yeah, stuck up his nose. I was saying you used to come to me for <laughs> yeah. everything, and you don't come to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he and then was that was saying, pretty much I it. Like you. there wasn't. He didn't say he didn't. He didn't force him to say anything. He didn't want to. He was just say, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you need me, and if you need maybe anything. if things will, ever calm will, down, will does <laughs> kind of throw off a vibe Monsters that keep, he, stop trying he to kill could us. potentially be attracted to to Mike, but at the same time. He's been in the upside down. He's connected to Vecna in some sort of way. That's why he always and still touches his yeah, neck. Yeah, you see that at the end. So of maybe that. he's just helping Mike like realize the reality of not having to have that burden oh, of being connected to the upside down. He's confessing his. Uh, he's talking about his sexuality. I just okay. I just don't know if it if he needs to be attracted to Mike or not. Sure, I mean, but he's saying he's different. Yeah, and, I mean, okay. you're right. He it, it's all. It's all nuanced. Like he right. is different because of his um, connection. That's what I wanted out of this season, man. I wanted to know if Will was straight or gay. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really ultimately it, matter. I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I uh, heard um, a friend of the podcast, Jamie, um, who's following intently on uh, Twitter about the reaction to Stranger Things. I guess the term for using kind of a, a character's sexuality to um, forward the plot of another straight character or straight romance is queer baiting so people have called that out we um, just as a fyi we live in portland uh all three of us are very respectful of the lbgtqia plus community so please don't be offended by anything we're saying right now i don't think we're saying anything i'm just saying it yeah. i just have to say it because yeah yeah of course I, I i think like there's all this theorizing about it which can get kind of um icky queer what is a bait Queer baiting, like, queer baiting? would be like fridging, like using a character, like killing off a character's wife in the first minute of a movie to forward the plot, like of a John Wick or something. That's just like all the yeah. like marginalized gotcha, gotcha. types of people use being used to forward more norm normal types of people in relationships. Heteronormative, yeah, isn't always great. I, I mean, it's also the '80s and Robin's character. There's there's representation. That's pretty ahead of its time because it's made ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah, but true. I think they do. They fall into some pitfalls inevitably, and I think they also have to like nod to the time period a little bit. Like Robin, the girl that Robin is in love with, has a boyfriend, but is probably by curious, but or is yeah, queer probably or... not 
yeah, probably She's somewhere. Have a boyfriend by the end. Right, yeah. exactly, and they're they're hitting it off. But like, it would be totally unusual for her to be like fully open and out in this time period. Sure. Everyone yeah. is way yeah. less, you know, able to. And that's maybe what they're showing with, with that. that too. Yeah, with Will, I mean, Will would feel way more, um, like, just you know, have way more trouble coming out in that time period than than he would today. Yeah. Not that everything's Correct. uh perfect. No. <laughs> today. Um so that's that's when everything's we fine and we're all gonna live happily yeah, ever yeah. after. We're but going to the past next week again. Yep. I'm looking get forward it. to it. We gotta get out of here. Uh, should we talk about Hopper? So they, we've oh, yeah. of, we've talked about two out of three of the big storylines. Story yeah. There's a third and that's the Russia yeah baby and this might be the worst one in my opinion oh i i i just love it all i disagree i loved it i like the fighters in russia uh captive yeah fighting demigorgons um and then nancy or what's her name nancy (laughs) no no no. Um, Joyce. joyce yeah and what yeah will and jonathan you guys explain it you you can remember I just love this storyline. It's stupid. It's cute. It's fun. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. For, for, for Hopper and Joyce finally kiss. Yeah, baby. We get that. Yes. Yeah. Um, finally. So that's been a four. And Hopper's showing off his fucking bod, too. Although he'd rather talk about breadsticks and lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Which I found so very cute, funny. Dude. That scene was very funny. That's so cute and funny. Yeah, they were supposed to go on a date to Enzo's like two seasons ago, and he's still <laughs> fantasizing about that to get through his torturous uh, existence Jesus. in this Russian uh, scars all over his chest yeah. and back scars military crazy. prison. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you're a Russian prisoner or yeah. prisoner in Is Russia. It just from being whipped, or yeah, I think so. Whipped, yeah, beaten, <laughs> yeah. most likely whipped. They did look like lashing scar. Not that yeah. I've ever seen one in person, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not okay. I don't. <laughs> but we get yeah, we get a little. I mean, on the plus side, we get a little Hopper striptease. Um, we get a Winona striptease as well. Oh yeah. Um, and then she puts on her Hulk Hogan Sorry, shirt. Was... <laughs> They're wearing matching Dude. shirts, which was yeah. also kind of adorable. And then they make out, and then like yes. everyone else on this season right when they're about to confess something right when steve is about to tell nancy that he loves her somebody comes in and interrupts interrupts it motherfucker. but there's a lot going on so there's more important things do do you know off the top of your head what that trope is called that's got to be a a, Mm. there's got to be a name for that i mean trope. there's a there's a, a cock blocking which is kind yeah. of vulgar <laughs> i was gonna say dad walks but into this the room is more trope. situational um than like the intentional like frat boy style um but it happened three it happened a lot. three four yeah. five separate times anyway it ha- well it, it it happens with with mike and l as well like uh argyle your character slaps a pizza down at the table when yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got fucking pineapple on it let's Ugh. just let's just get this out of the way Yes. Where do we stand on pineapple? No. Yes. Hard no. I haven't eaten it in ages, but yes. Okay. I'm okay with it. Nope. Pineapple and ham. Not well, on a pizza. It's that's a Hawaiian, a Hawaiian pizza. style. I want to say the way they present it in this. I loved it as a kid. In this movie. As an I mean, adult, in this, just pepperoni, baby. Is Mike was completely disgusted that's funny. by it. it. Should be the opposite. <laughs> I'm guessing it was. 
it was only getting popularized or it was still very like novelty at this time in the show. So a lot of people hadn't heard of it. And by now we're pretty used to it. Yeah. But I don't know. I fall in the middle. Um, I like pineapple if it's got jalapenos to complement it. I know, Jen. Ooh. Not a big you spice know person. Nope. Pineapple ham and jalapeno yeah. would be really good. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, Ooh. Jamie and them get that pizza periodically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and Ashley was in our family growing up. Um, Ashley, sorry you're not here, but she was sorry. a pineapple person in our family. I was definitely not into it as a kid, but we uh, did give in and occasionally order it for her. So. Yeah, you gotta satisfy that little shit sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She won't listen to this episode. <laughs> okay. No, all all so, the way through. <laughs> uh, my Derek, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that that was terrible. It's just I, the whole season. I was waiting for them to break all, Hopper out. Yeah, they spend all these the whole first volume getting them out of the prison, and then the big conclusion is they go back. <laughs> they break the, back into the prison. Yeah, right. And the three groups fight Vecna in their own special ways from different yeah. areas. Yeah. yeah. And the way that they can fight him from Russia is if they kill part some of the demigorgons and the different, and they kill the cloud of dust because it's a hive mind yeah. kind of thing. Which do they do they know that, or yeah. is it just a coincidence that they're? I don't. They did know well, it because no, that's they, why they, they went know, back yeah, into the prison. Yeah, because they do say something about L and. And that's why they went back. I think because they have a phone call with the girl that works or the woman that works. Oh yeah, that's for some agency government. Yeah. yeah. A good, but she's she's presumably on the the good side, right? right. So giving, Paul Reiser, good intel. at least at this point, he seems they have redeemed him, unlike okay. Brenner. So speaking of government, yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about. No, we're not going into that. Um, what was Sullivan's fucking deal? Like, did he? Did he just go after her because he thought she was responsible for the Vecna deaths, or was it something else? No, it's the Vecna deaths. It's like it's this has been a long season, so I'm thinking one of the early parts of Volume One, ages ago. <laughs> they that's their leading theory is that she is responsible for all of this, and so they're. Well, I guess it is military, so I guess it does make sense. Just take her out. Yeah, yeah, and they seem a little bit like. Well, he doesn't seem very conflicted about it. I, I mean, they are presenting like there's these like military contractors that Brenner has working for him, which are protecting him and his facility. Right. So they take those guys out, uh, but they're also holding her captive and they take them out so that they can kill her because <laughs> I guess Brenner is protecting her, but he's not going to let her go. Um, so she's just getting screwed from every facet of authority. Well, just, it's it's a little frustrating that... Especially, what's the, what's the other doctor's name? Paul Reiser? Yeah, Paul Reiser and the Matthew Modine. No, but what's what's his name? In oh, his yeah, I always name? forget. The uh, good doctor? Yeah. Uh, well, good. The, yeah. Better, better than the than other one. Brenner. Better than Brenner, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he offers that alternative. Like, let me put her in a medical coma. You can figure out it's not her. Because if it, you know, once you realize that, we're really going to need her for what's about to happen. Yeah. You know, and the guy's just like, take her out. Yeah, one track yeah. military. Well, it, I, one thing that I find hilarious. Although I'm not even sure what branch of the military is supposed to be, but yeah, they have helicopters. But I find hilarious that this. I think we talked about this for volume one, but like 
I don't. I kind of sympathize with some of the um, the military and the um, satanic. I don't sympathize with the horrible um, white uh, like bullies that are trying to kill the kids in the the season. But the fact that townspeople think the kids might be like somehow uh, summoning Satan. I mean, it's basically as believable as what's actually happening. <laughs> and then. The fact I mean, that, in a like, way, but they know... they're not summoning him. They're trying to battle him. Yeah, well, we know that, but like... Poking the bear. Why would, but why the bear would anyone... would come at some point anyway. Well, no, but yeah, I, I know we know they're So good. I did that, the bear would come at some point? Uh, the the bear? bear? Yeah. You yeah. want to talk about the new... <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, the bear. No, no. Sorry. Let's go back. No, I'm saying like, if we didn't know what the truth was, because we've seen it for four seasons, right. wouldn't you think that these kids were up to something bad or like connected to the bad True. thing. And well, they do tie it in with, you know, D and D and that was a very real Club. thing that happened in oh, the eighties. Yeah. People freaked out yeah. over kids playing D and D. Which oh, yeah. seems ridiculous in hindsight, except if you were in a world where this was happening, it would all of a sudden seem like a pretty Completely good plausible. Theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least like sure. a leading theory. But what's really happening well well, the crazy deaths, but most of the town is pretty oblivious. This and right? this is another trope. I I, Until I the, call it the looking the other way trope, where nobody really n- people know that there's earthquakes going on. Yeah, earthquakes on no fault line. Yeah, like, exactly. Earthquakes, and that's what they're led to believe based off of the knowledge. True, that, and the, the you news know what news. else would you assume that was? I thought about because I sort of watched part of it this morning before I came over, mm-hmm. like. It is not at all like any earthquake I think would actually happen. But if you, if that's the thing you can wrap your brain around to understand, comprehend maybe what's going on. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, that's like makes more sense than if than having than believing what these kids are saying. Right. Like that 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 a demon came from another plane of existence and sep like you know separated. uh, What's the town's town called again? Sorry, Hawkins. Hawkins Hawkins in four pieces. Yeah. And c- cut through people's bodies. That was so cool. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> it was I mean, a cool scene, though. But, like, leaving this open, like, fire fault line and then yeah. the way that the smoke and stuff is gathering in the air, like, that's not... If you do anything about... <laughs> yeah. You would think that there's a volcano down there. Yeah. If nothing else. Yeah. I, I just think that, like, I... It would be crazy to actually believe what is is happening if you didn't see everything through the pov of the main characters like we have right so right. far so right. so, that, and so that, for l the reason we were talking about this um is because they're trying to kill l because they think she's responsible for the deaths oh sure of the kids so she's like they the know anti-hero she, they do know she has powers or, well and they do that. know she could be dangerous yeah right um and so I guess I'm not. I mean, the way they portray them is is definitely as as uh, cold hearted villains, but it's not the craziest thing for them to think that they need to take her out. I mean, sure. she's a, ki- a kid, and that sucks. Um, so you're but, kind of playing devil's advocate for the military folks, or and or in the, the sa- well, they want to make fun of the this citizens that satanic panic thing, and yet yeah, well, everything that literally I talked about this last time, literally everything that's happening is something they can reference through D and D. So the fact it's just <laughs> the biggest coincidence in the world that yeah. D&D 
is well, manifesting itself yeah. like was was henry a one, big D dude that's what's dangerous like, about D D is anything's possible so <laughs> yeah. you can reference but here's anything. what i so in season one obviously in their game they were battling demi gordon's mm-hmm. and then in this you know in hellfire club they're battling vecna yeah but is that just because their and their brains are relating it a little bit to D D? is like that just what they end up calling the evil thing they meet it, uh, it's a little chicken before the egg because he, they do ne- seem to know the name of it before they. Well, did, did anybody saying, officially say Demigorgon? I think it's Demigorgon was absolutely the name of the character that they had created. Right. The kids. And so once they encountered oh, it, they just the start Demigorgon calling is it a Demigorgon. Yeah. Vecna, I don't. Oh, Vecna, I believe they also introduced in a D&D game. Right. In one and of that the first, was a Hellfire Club. Yeah, help. But that's what I'm saying. Like, hell of a foreshadowing. Then, I mean, do these monsters actually exist, and they happen to know the name of them? Like, are they D and D characters, or are they just naming these things? And when they meet an actual evil, then they just they're just transferring that name. Because technically, it's Henry zero zero one. Well, sure. And Vecna is supposed to be even in in the game is is, by definition like it's crazy powerful. Like they, yeah, you know, it takes Dustin and uh, what's what's her name. Um. Oh, Sally. Oh, Lucas's. Lucas's sister. Sister. I don't want to refer to her just as Lucas's little sister. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely has a name, but I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, But she was a lot more likable. You're you're right. They they use shorthand from D and D and knowledge to project onto these villains. Erica. Erica. Yeah. Because they're the closest like thing that they can reference to what's actually happening. Yeah. I just think it's pretty damn convenient that all of their D and D skills translate. So directly, and even the kids would be like, Holy shit. Did we somehow summon this? Because our (laughs) game just turned into real life. Like maybe they say that in one of the earlier seasons, but it just feels like, so Vic Vecna is a character in D and D. Like okay. it, it right. is, and D and D used to have playbooks. I think well, I think Jen is right that but, like they don't call it, no. He doesn't. Henry doesn't originally call Vecna. No, they correct. Just call they himself, they, they exactly. can't call him yeah. because yeah. he's close to the character in D and D. I just looked it up, but yeah, he originally appeared in the Greyhawk campaign setting. So D and D has books that kind of guide you. So yeah. Vecna is is a gnarly character. I think that, it's a little bit of a, a, a are Demi Gorgons characters, or just out of curiosity. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a loophole that they are so like one to one. Yeah, Dem. Yeah. Well, they Demi Gorgons were. They played a game with a mind flare. So true. Yeah, Demi Gorgons are uh, eighteen feet tall, a monstrous demon with two ape-like heads. So it's slightly different. Mm -hmm. Right, but that's the closest thing they can reference. So that's just the name the kids are giving these things. I, I think we're. Yeah, we got it. I I just think it's funny. I mean, like, and I think it's like a little bit of a. A minor, like loophole or. I just always found it kind of interesting. But yeah, no, it's so it's so compelling. Like that's the first scene of season one is them sitting around playing D and D and like. Can we talk being about scared about the demigorgon can getting we talk the party? Ab- can we talk about Eddie while we're talking about D and D? Yeah, yes. and while we're talking about R. scared, R. yeah. <laughs> I will leave it up to y'all because I really loved Eddie. I did too. I did was great. I. Was the lovable drug dealer. Yeah, well, who everyone like a, thinks is a piece of shit. He's yeah. really not. Like he was a drug dealer for th- therapeutic. He was doing like therapy sessions and helping people with like that, uh, mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. With, when with naturalistic drug 
you know, treatments. It, that was how they were sort he of. He wasn't trying that. to just sling uh, some but wasn't weed. he? Right, but wasn't he gonna give Chrissy Molly or something? Uh, yeah, Molly, because I think they were like mapping on current like experimental treatments that okay. they used. Like, yeah, these. and she was but having. He, but he, he had issues. asked Eddie had asked her like, "What's going on?" Right, and he kind of diagnosed her yeah they did like a buzzfeed quiz yeah and, like, with <laughs> yeah. and then they gave her the, the prescription That's what kind so of drugs do you need yeah um no so he his uh, i ended up loving eddie for sure his i thought eyeballs. when they first introduced him he was gonna be kind of annoying and i thought he was gonna be very billy-esque but yeah. he's not he looks like billy because of his hair uh, His hair's great and kind of same style with like jean jackets and stuff. But which was just the eighties. But he's a fucking nerd and is just so I don't know. He's great. He's a nerd. He's a good his, kid. His and his I'm, dad was abusive. Yeah, yeah, but he had his uncle who knew he wasn't. You know. Yeah. Shitty. Yep. And he was nice to the which kids that, that he played with sad. and took it very serious. Mm-hmm. You know, you respect the game and I'll respect you. Right. And kind of adopted, you know, the kids into it that really needed that. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the loner kids. So that the... that kind of shows another side of D and D where you can have camaraderie and learn some social social uh, awareness and I don't know, but anyway. So Eddie was the dungeon master. Yeah, they formed and the then, Hellfire Club. That was like yeah. this long running D and D group. And then him and Dustin almost kind of became the dungeon master, or at least like the two top players in reality. Yeah. In Hawkins reality. Talk about their Dustin and Eddie's relationship. Cause it was really, I mean, it's sweet. It's kind of like. I feel like we're at a Comic-Con. Have, Explain well, have, it. <laughs> You're the director. Come they on. have more in common than it was like an odd couple thing with Steve and Dustin, which was right. really fun. But Steve hated the kids and like was just a complete dick to everyone <laughs> for the beginning of season one. And then well, it he, was he was just a dick to begin with. Well, yeah. he was a dick to Nancy. He was a dick yeah. to the kids. I don't think he really was... even knew the kids at yeah. that point. I mean, I I don't even know if the... he was a dick to Jonathan. He was right. a dick to Nancy. Yeah. Well, he was the jock. Like yeah. Yeah. Bef- before we had like these like very one dimensional jocks in this season, he was like an exaggerated version of it, but not good sh- jumping straight to like, let's kill the, <laughs> let's kill all the kids. Um, um, but anyway, so and then uh, it became Mr. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, uh, we find out that Steve always wanted like five nuggets or six nuggets, um, of his own, but, uh, Eddie and, and, and Dustin have this like foundation of, of shared knowledge through D and D. Yeah. So they can like geek out to that. But he can also be an older brother figure. Um, uh, Dustin might be the only only child. Everyone else is a pair. Like it's not like Mike and his little sister. Uh, well, he has Mike has um, uh, Nancy as well. But what do you like, mean, Dustin's the only child? What do you mean by that? Dustin has uh, no father figure. I'm pretty sure, and no siblings. Oh, is it like the other core characters have siblings, and so Dustin's always like at Lucas times has a sibling. Yeah, you can be the Mike odd man a out a little bit. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Uh. So Dustin kind of like seems really receptive to forming these relationships with you know that makes sense though. older characters or just you know and he can be more mature for his age mm-hmm. at times it seems like <laughs> and he's just mature. such a likable dude yeah. Yes, he really is, and so is Eddie, and 
Yeah. They um their plan is to fuck um, yeah. <laughs> fuck yes. And yeah. he was maybe Eddie's only genuine friend. Well, that's when yeah, Max yeah. comes yeah. to him, you know, he's the one who's like absolutely no. We're, we we yeah. got to find him. Like this is not who Damn. he is that he didn't do this. Right. Yeah, yeah, he believes immediately. They because they well, like he, know each other well enough from from D and D and stuff that like uh, he knows well, that his reputation is is incorrect. Like he's actually a genuinely good yeah dude. and, fuck and yeah, he dude. isn't capable. Oh yeah, because Eddie of. was uh, present for that cheerleader getting snapped right. up and yeah. destroyed. Yeah, and right. then Dustin was totally at his back. Yeah, it Eddie's took, on it the took run him a the couple whole, of episodes in season. Volume One to Season Four, Volume One to understand that the kids and everything what's going on but yeah once he knew he yeah. was totally down for whatever it took yeah and their plan is the to um so there's there's three or four phases in the kids plans <laughs> and the hawkins contingent is going to god it was so one good. group is going to go to vecna's house and try to confront him in the attic another group is gonna do something and then steve and uh, not steve and then eddie and dustin are going to make distract shields with knives and yeah. or, with nails in them and yeah like no. distract the bats uh, trash can lids with nails through mm-hmm. them so shields yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and how are they gonna attract the bats <laughs> a fucking amazing guitar porn yeah, yeah guitar performance yeah metal, that was so show on the top of the upside down version of eddie's trailer oh my god so he looks up his amp in his dark upside down side upside down world guitar and shreds yes to i mean metallica's master of puppets dude yeah. just knowing that they're likely going to fucking die yeah likely knowing that they're not going to be able to get back and just sort of a jamming. suicide mission yeah and then well, the it, bats so it is come. A suicide, like, okay, so yeah, you well, want to it's a suicide it. mission until phase three or four happens, and then Vecna's destroyed, and then all the bats would die. Yeah, but like, we don't know that Eddie actually has planned. So they go to the trailer where there's a gate to the upside down his mm. trailer because when Vecna killed um, Chrissy or whatever in the first episode, that opened up the gate in yep. Eddie's trailer. That's yeah. why he's blamed. Um, they go there with their weapons and their guitar and drop down into the upside down. But Dustin's plan is once they have the bats occupied to go back up and we find out that Eddie, I don't think he decided this in the moment. His whole plan all along was going to be to sacrifice himself so, so he can close could... the gate or keep the gate closed. Oh shit. For the, so the bats couldn't enter and, and chase Dustin. Yeah. Um, well, so, so he maybe basically he was... sacrifices himself because he's like, I'm the exiled. I'm the. He refers to himself as some kind of like, right? Basically fallen character. Damn. Before yeah. that, it's kind of making me get a little bit moist in the eyes. Yeah. That's gross usage of but words. Once Dustin realizes that he like, as soon as Dustin goes up to the main world, Eddie cuts the rope, and Dustin goes back to try to save him. Right. Eddie's so how does? Dustin get out of that again how does he get back to the real world from the upside down because that they're rope both is running cut. they're both running away from the crazy amount of bats no right? I mean after he after Eddie pulls the sheet out and yeah runs off and then Dustin drops in sprains his ankle going after him but how does Dustin then get back 
do the real world from I think the you missed down. the two days later title card, Jen. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so two, just, yeah. Uh, two days later. <laughs> just took them two days. To <laughs> I love how they did that I two mean, days I, later. I, presumably, like what Derek said, the danger um, subsides because the bats go away, I guess, when Svechna is semi-vanquished. Eddie's already dead. Um, so Dustin is there with him when he yeah. when he dies and takes his uh, um, guitar pick necklace as a token uh, yeah. that he's l- later able to give to Eddie's uncle is kind of like you know a pretty sweet your, moment your, there. Yeah, it your was nephew was fucking awesome. Yeah, and risked his life. Whether you know what the how the big of a deal yeah. of it of that saving of a life was or not uh, yeah man yeah yeah he gives, him a little bit of, he gives him a little closure because otherwise the uncle was like putting up all these lost signs he takes down a most wanted sign and replaces it with a lost so no he kept putting really up new lost signs because yeah. people were graffitiing satanic shit all over them oh okay that's what it was well i, I mean but he was going to just keep going on looking for eddie yeah. if dustin didn't yeah tell him and present him with that guitar pick and like kind of his proof that God he was there damn. um so but it, but it's it's better than just wondering for forever so oh, absolutely yeah he gets some closure there and this is once everyone is finally got you know two days later can't say <laughs> that enough uh hopper has made it hopper and joyce have made it from russia the surfer gang has made it from california or wherever they're nevada wherever they're broken down nevada, at this point. i think yeah were. And then um, the other characters have made it from the upside down, back to the right side up. All Max back to Hopper to and Elle's old cabin. Yeah, yeah, they go to the cabin. It's a little um, worse for wear. Finally, they all come together in the <laughs> last never five that, minutes. <laughs> it wasn't like a four well, seasons to a giant begin with. Hole but, in the roof. Well, yeah, but that happened when they were there. Yeah, um, but and we get some reunions. Three, but- what I kept waiting for all season, or I thought they were going to fast track the reunions a little more, but it literally happens in the last yeah twenty minutes, fifteen yeah. minutes of the the final episode. Which uh, what we, we were talking about this uh, likely because the seasons were delayed, COVID in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. That's likely why it was so kind of odd that they in the last fifteen minutes. That's how they decided to bring yeah. all the characters back together, yeah. but. That's my theory. I, yeah. I, I wonder if they'll I, talk about it or if they don't want to kind of like undermine uh, this. Like they want to just stick by the decisions they made. But yeah, they probably did seem do that. Strange that they like came up with this really confusing reason to keep them in Russia and have them go back to the place they just broke out of. Right. But <laughs> it did keep all the groups relatively small. It, but maybe, yes, but maybe logistically exactly. it was easier yeah. to deal with it. Like, story-wise this way so sure and I, reuse some footage that they already shot in the prison <laughs> yeah well they like to flash back to sort of we, we didn't talk about max i mean we did but we didn't talk about how all that plays out with her like well, let's going, talk about max actually yeah. because i have a question okay go for it what's the question um so for a reason we're not aware of yet or may never know i don't know he needs four gates yep mm-hmm so the first three people he takes out are people we have just met or barely met. They're not right. important to us. Yeah. Like, so if it can be any, like it's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting cause they're not making it. It's not a point that it has to be like a specific tie for him. So why? Cause they talk about, you know, going, I think it's Lucas says something to Max about, 
you know, the counselor and how all these kids were probably found this way. And like, clearly mm-hmm. there are other kids that Vecna could have gone after. So why Max? Yeah. yeah. And if once he, once Max escaped, why didn't he just go after someone else? If all he needs to do is a, a fourth kid to open the gate yeah. and just move past Max and get someone else. Well, maybe, we don't, I mean, I get maybe it's story wise it's to make us well, more invested. Yeah. But. I, maybe it's the connection to once Vecna attempts to kill somebody, he just is so bloodthirsty that he can't let go of that one person that got away. Maybe. Or do you think maybe he found someone connected to Eleven unintentionally? and That then... too, because Vecna does want Eleven. He wants to get revenge. I, I mean, that makes a lot of that motivation makes a lot of sense. Also, all the characters that he kills have experienced extreme trauma. So, right, but that's what I'm saying. And they all came. Yeah, they were all visiting so maybe the counselor. Were... But he could have, if it was really just about getting a fourth gate open, he could have moved on to another kid that yeah. was seeing the counselor for the yeah. same reason. Trauma thing is interesting. Well, but I, I'm sure there's a lot more than four people in yeah <laughs> in um, Hawkins that have had extreme family trauma. I think that just makes it. We don't really know the extent or the if there are limitations of his power. I guess the trauma, the kids that have trauma will kind of like succumb to his mental you know, tricks a little sooner. But I think the connection to, oh, it has to be the connection to 11 inch of the core group. She was the most traumatized because of, because Billy. of Billy. She's yeah. the weakest. She needs running up that hill to, <laughs> to s- snap her out of his, his like, you know, uh, mind games. And so like if he tried to attack any of the other characters, um, I mean, he could have attacked will, but we've already, been there done that Uh, right so that would have maybe just felt redundant but um yeah i think it was that was a way to lure 11 to him and i guess it mostly went as planned except she ended up once again being more powerful than him right um so do you think for the time he went after max intentionally did he already know about her connection to 11 or did he not find that out until he got her until he almost had max yeah, well, because he had Billy as his soldier. Like, uh, now we know Vecna yeah, was pulling all the strings. We didn't even then know about... Then why not go after Max first? I mean, yeah, I'm sh- you could probably pick it I'm apart. I'm splitting hairs here. I, well, I know for, you know... It's all dream logic because, like, yeah, once they get in the Upside Down, like, he's had a lot of opportunities to kill all the characters, but he, it's like Freddy. I mean, that's the most direct reference to this season is Nightmare on Elm Street, and... He toys with his victims. They go through these elaborate like chase sequences. Like it's never quite clear, kind of with horror movies in general, yeah. why they don't cut to the chase sooner. Just but, fucking murk them <laughs> when you can murk them. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. definitely yeah. a, a trope. Um, and then the trope of like the town constantly um, being under siege, which you mentioned earlier. That's like that's a Buffy trope, which they explain by the town being on a hellmouth. <laughs> so Hawkins and like a lot of Stephen King stories. Or just like, um, why don't people just get out of dairy already? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we live on cursed land. Stay in yeah. California. Yeah. Don't go back to Hawkins. Yeah, but you've got friends there that they you care um, about. Well, since we're talking about Max, it's probably time yep. for us to do rank the blank. Our um, favorite segment. Yeah, sponsored this week. Um, not really, but you know, in our dreams by the Columbia House Music Club. So I don't know if y'all had any experiences with these flyers that they would send out where you could subscribe to get um, (laughs) 10 CDs in the mail for a dollar. 
and there was no catch, right? No, I mean, I'm not pretty for sure I still owe them money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to pay shipping and handling. Okay. Okay. That's a minor catch. That seems, so seems thirty four dollars for the shipping and handling. Oh, and you right. and you also had to agree, I think, to order more. A certain, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm oh, saying there's shit. definitely no yes. catch because oh yeah no, no, no this no, is no, our price. sponsor so yeah. yes please order <laughs> yeah. everything your totally on the up and up. <laughs> Just get started and then move and then be on the run for the rest of your life from Just, Columbia. Uh, <laughs> call eight 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 two three four one two six six and uh, a nice operator will help you yeah. put your order in. All right, so rank the blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's TV show in this case and rank our personal favorites. This one is going to be a reverse Kate Bush running up the hill. So upside down, Kate Bush. Yeah, we're an upside down. That's a good way of looking at it. This um this season has relied right. heavily on uh, a Kate Bush song from the mid '80s, and it's become the number one uh, single. And she's making, I think she's made $2.3 million just from stream streams so Fuck far. Yes. Um, nice. Which is crazy. Like the number That's of sick. streams that, that that takes to, That's to make that kind of money. Um, we're going to do the reverse. So Running Up That Hill is an inspirational track that Max uses to snap her out of her like depression and her um, near-death experiences with Vecna. We're going to pick our songs that could potentially... Um, annoy us so much that we'd rather be dead. Um, is that right, Jen? Yes. <laughs> um, Derek, do we need to explain it anymore? Nope. I think we, I think I got it. Okay. I think our <laughs> listeners absolutely have it. Yeah, it's just the reverse of running up that hill. Pretty simple. The upside down. So, um, who wants to start? I'm gonna I'm gonna go last because just trust Jen. Me. Why don't you start? All right, I'll go first. Uh, there are a lot of songs that would probably annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Most country. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I On would. On July Fourth, Jen, you're gonna yeah. pick Toby Keith. No. Oh yeah, let's talk about. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, I should have worn my shirt. I think Cotton Eye Joe is still oh, one God. I'm gonna stick with. No, if I had to listen that, that over and over again, good song. Fucking kill me. You're gonna say such a good choice. That's a good song. That's a good song. That is man. not a good song. In what world is that a good song? In my world. I'm in the upside down. Well, you right stay there down. and you keep that song with you. I don't want it. I, I think that's a great choice because oh. it immediately takes me back to a horrible time in my life, which is like sixth grade gym class where they make you learn square dancing. Yeah. Wait, okay, okay. I'm thinking of a different song. Yeah, okay. What song are you thinking of? <laughs> I was thinking of the Cotton one where they're Joe? like fiddling with the devil. It's, oh, not, it's not Tenacious D. It's not the, Tenacious no, D. No, the Charlie Daniel, the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. That's a very different yeah. song, my dude. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Fine. I don't know. Not not Joe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Don't put that in my fucking head. I and also, it's one of those myself. songs that just kidding. The hook is so annoyingly catchy that it just immediately already repeats in your head. It's an earworm. A Stop. Why'd you do that to me, Jen? I didn't do that to you. All right, great choice. I'll go next since Derek wanted to go last. So the way I approached this was like something that I have maybe I liked at one point or I have a relationship with or like I could have liked, but if I played it on He always does this too. He always elaborates on what the... Is that a genuine yawn or performative yawn? No, no, that was genuine. (laughs) (laughs) He always elaborates on on the the very basic length of length. I think it's important to explain your thought process. Okay, okay, let's go. Yeah. Um, 
So with that in mind, <laughs> if you if, if you heard it, um, I'm going with uh, Ace of Base, the sign. Oh, I saw. The oh sign. my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and if you watch the music video, the only defense of the song could be that it like knew it was being cheesy, but. It's so like it's supposed to be inspirational, I guess. It's supposed to be like maybe it's a new agey like um, uh, spiritual thing. I mean, it's got to be. I don't know if it's Christian, but it's just it's like some kind of new age spiritualism. It seems like, and it's just it's bad. It hasn't held up. But I did definitely have it on maybe the the Ace of Base album or a mixtape. Obviously, like a lot of people did. So. I wanted to correct the record, so to speak, <laughs> and send that one back to Columbia House um, before it kills me. So that's mine. Right. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's a pretty good one, but I think I'm going to take the fucking cake here. Does the movie have one? Oh, well, we're using... We're, the, the, we're using a reverse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I hate to do this to anybody that's listening, especially my friends that are sitting around. <laughs> Um, this is the last line of a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven line song. This is the last line. And then underneath it, it says repeat forever. <laughs> this is the okay. song that uh, never ends. Yeah. I mean, that this is the it. song that never ends. It just goes on and on. My friends, some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that never ends. Fuck that. Who's the artist behind Lamb Chops? Sing along. Uh, that is. Um, let's see. Sherry Lewis. Hmm. Sherry Lewis, who was in Lamb Chops play along. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you ever watched that. Oh yeah, I did, and that's a that sort of meets my criteria of like ugh, at one point when I, I was six years old, I thought that song was catchy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it does catchy. meet your criteria. Yes, uh, I liked it when I was a kid. A kid so. yeah. I loved it too, and I also loved the song because I was like, yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> so, how, but so now it's like, fuck, I would go, I would go insane. Go insane. I, yeah, go insane. You do exactly. have the advantage on your side of just a fewer number of lyrics as you mentioned so it would repeat the repetitiveness would catch up repeat with even forever quicker. well all of our songs forever. all of our songs repeat but they they're three minutes and then they start yeah. over this Kinda one's, yeah. this one's like about one 20 verse. 30 seconds yeah, yeah and if, then it repeats so so, so you're gonna jen go rank faster. rank the blank rank rank our choices yeah we all try to be objective here even though you know we're all I, sort of rooting for our own but no, I genuinely think we all made good choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I wouldn't want to listen to any of those songs on repeat. So, what's the worst? I think I, number one would be the worst. So, what's I, number one? Yeah, it's got to be mine, right? I think yours is I took the, the cake this week, baby. Um, yeah, I, I think mine was. Mine almost seems listenable compared to y'all's, too. So, yeah, I'll put I would mine say in Jen's last, is like, second. I would and almost, yours is third. The second. Okay, I'll, but I'll I'll make one counter argument for Jens over yours is that Ooh. the second like Cotton Eye Joe starts up the inner the like high energy of it it would just immediately immediately make, make you me cringe wanna, and yeah stab my ears out. Whereas Lamb Chops, I would have a, a few seconds of like oh this is nostalgic and fun. Like, okay, I do All feel right. like Cotton Eye Joe might immediately send me into a tailspin. Okay. All right. So. Well, so. I'll, I'll let you can be the tiebreaker. Leave it up to all y'all. You, you're the tiebreaker. It's obviously I, I, you I, have your own choice. In there, Lolita, but. my Roxy girl. What do you think? 
Jen, you call They're it. They're both napping. Can no. we not? Jen and, and I can tie. Yeah, no, and then Drew can absolutely lose. <laughs> well, I am. Uh, I'm fine with losing. I think yeah. mine is a, a, a masterpiece compared to those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to go uh, kind so of a Jen neutral choice. So Jen and I choice. tied. I mean, we've tied before, right? Yeah, but like, just pick. You can pick yours if you think it's better than Jen's. I don't know. I mean, you make a good argument. I I can't. A good argument. We're tying for both. Yeah. We're we're moving on. Wow. It, we've we, Jen and I baby. tied. Our our guest and okay. uh, your best friend uh, tied, Fine. and then you. A very special guest, well, I believe. Yeah, it was. very super, special, super, super special, super guest. very special guest. We had to cut the first and then intro because Derek spilled stuff all over the floor. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's how we do. And then Drew, who is just Drew, yeah. lost this. I week. did. Ashley, if you're listening, I hope you're laughing. Yeah. So. As maybe everyone can tell by this point, we haven't played any clips. This nope. is a little bit different of an episode compared to some of the other ones. Normally, what we would do now after Rank the Blank, aside from thanking Columbia House Music for all of the CDs we Ten have stacked CDs up, for one um, would be talk about the reception to the show, talk about is it a new release or old news, do we want to do any of that, do we want to make some merch? merch let's yeah, go to merchicality yeah. baby go straight to the new release gift shop do we remember what we created from volume one hmm i do not i don't well while drew's looking it up i'm gonna need some cheese it's into the mic because mm-hmm. people are gonna love that asmr so jen what do you think we should make oh from? i know okay we made uh special uh D character bios for us mm-hmm. um oh uh, wait okay all right that had to be for stranger things yes yeah yeah it was is we're selling it go to our shop um bef- you can always look at our instagram at new release podcast um you can look at some of the the posts that we do and and the new merch that we put up but jen so what do you think we should put in the new release new release gift shop this week based off of Stranger Things Volume 2? Well, since we obviously can't have the Mike Myers mask. Oh, shit, we didn't talk about that. We have to talk about (laughs) that. Okay, all right, yeah. Let's Uh, also talk about Nancy being Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. Well, my girl. And Steve basically being Maverick from Top Gun. And then you've got got our... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Our mercenaries in the back, Robin and her beret, and <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna. We have a lot of stuff to cover. We just remember. I just. But yeah. Steve, we can. I'm good with I'm gonna, what I just said, but yeah. I think we should sell. I know we already had a. Chia I think. Pet, I think one of but, Steve's uh, that that sleeveless jean vest. I uh, think. But if his... it comes with the chest hair patch, right? Because yes. people like me who are or chest. Not as gifted in the challenge. Yeah. I've got chest hair, but it doesn't look quite like that. Yeah. He's got the most full cover. I mean, I guess it, it makes sense with everyone Does remarking he... on his hair for three seasons. And now we finally get to see his chest hair. His Maybe chest we'll hair. go down below lower next season. Whoa. We've yeah. gone from the head to They're the chest. They're going to unzip the dick now? Yeah, <laughs> unzip the dick. Yeah, Derek's weird nonsensical catchphrase for the season. Um, all right. Unzip so, but... The Mike Myers reference. At one point, mm-hmm. they are uh, stealing a Winnebago from a nice-seeming couple at the trailer park, and they want to get. Eddie wants to wear a disguise. Oh, I just figured it out. Eddie has to wear a disguise because he's the only one that's on the run. 
Okay. It's not because Why they don't... Why did we not pick that up immediately? <laughs> we thought it was so weird that Eddie was wearing the mask and every kid behind him was just yeah themselves. But it's because he is a fugitive. Okay. But yeah. what's so funny is they find a mask and the big reveal when he comes out to go run to the RV is that he's wearing the Michael Meyer, the original like Halloween mask, the Shatner mask that they they have in that. And it's hilarious and probably serves no real purpose other than to be funny. There's a nod to the, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I did, I did kind of uh, ask a couple of friends what they thought about the season. And they mentioned that Max actually was Michael Myers for Halloween in one of the episodes. She was, she was in the beginning when, yeah. So, that's cool. I mean, they're yeah, always so they must have gotten that mask from her. It doesn't matter. No, but, well, no. But still, it was it's fucking awesome that they you know paid tribute. It or, honestly probably was her mask because they're they at her say, house, like, right? Some, they're at her I've trailer when they because she lives next to Eddie. So yeah, okay, you're so right. That that's totally what it is. That, so that's a, that's a very deep Easter egg there. Also, they just reference horror movies left and right when mm-hmm. they kill Vec- when they when Nancy. Shoots Beckton with a sawed-off shotgun. Fucking repeatedly. Sarah Connor, baby. Yeah, he falls out of the upper level window to the ground, and then when they go to look for the body, oh, like the end of Halloween one. Yeah, is the body's gone. Um, so, yeah. I mean, did we actually talk about the conclusion before we wrap up? I mean, because um, we talked about the earthquake. We didn't talk about like where the show is gonna have to go from here. Like, let's true. let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So. Like we said, Max is back to life in a coma, but it counted. Her death counted for Vecna's mission. So the the earthquake happens. We see these like disaster relief set up um, uh, camps set up in Hawkins, and presumably they're going to stay there and fight Vecna. Yeah, in they're not going to go to California next season. Yeah, they're not just going to run away. Right. And <laughs> and we see Eleven like out in a field, and they we see like the dead. Um, flowers encroaching yeah. on the rest of Hawkins. Hawkins so, is starting to die. Yeah, yeah, and we but we've seen that before with like the pumpkin patches. Like true, it has yeah. affected the main world before, but this is different. I this guess this is a greater because, degree of yeah of the way, upside yeah, down. Way bigger. Yeah, um, uh, and I don't think we talked enough about Vecna as a villain, like in terms of how effective he is, because we have this personal connection and we get so much info about his backstory, like. I think he's a much better villain than the faceless, brainless mind flayer just hovering over the town, which he created because he's obsessed with spiders. Right. Um, yeah. But like, which was cool to figure that out. He's an awesome like, villain, and the effects for awesome Vecna villain. are super creepy. And it's creepy that he's been a legitimate villain since he was a child. Yeah. yeah always. Maybe there's a like little bit of like he purposely murdered his family and framed his dad for it. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder if there's like going to be a, any more backstory of like, did the fact that he w- he was born different and he was he didn't have control over being born with these like telekinetic powers and like, did that make him evil or a person could have been born with those powers and still used them for good? It's right. kind of the ultimate like superhero debate that you always see in comics and stuff um, with great power. Well, I think yeah. Elle tries to use her powers. Greater good, murders and... Yeah. To protect the people she loves, at least, if it looks, you know, sketchy to people. I just wonder if they're going to, the like, make him 
right now he is just yeah one dimensionally like he has dimensions because we his character is fleshed out but like i wonder if they're gonna make any like more connections towards parallels towards like her using her powers for good and where his he was just born damaged so he's it's a little weird. I mean, it's it's just interesting if people can be born like just pure evil like that, like right. Mike Myers. I'm also curious too why. Yeah, like Mike Myers. When he gets sent to the Upside Down, like he immediately gets transformed into Vecna. Why can't he just be there as he, Henry? He was just there. because of all the bad things. He, no, he was there of... as Henry. There was a little he, bit of a progression. he became Vecna after he realized that he's the only. Kind no, when she first and they show you, they show him like falling into the upside down, and his skin is like ripping and off. And ripping off, he's getting struck by red lightning. He's turning into that monster immediately. Like, yeah, why? Hmm. interesting. I think that was kind of his dream, for lack of a better word. Like, was to become a spider. He, well, he says yeah. they give some kind of monologue when that's happening that he finally felt like this he was at home and this was like his opportunity yeah. to rid the world of this human plague and and he felt yeah. like more in common with these monsters because they like he always okay. related to black widow spiders so like these demigorgon creatures that are roaming around he's like these are my people <laughs> so I, yeah. I just think he's an awesome villain and i'm glad that he's going to be the villain next season versus introducing some kind of a right. different month, a different version of a demigorgon, or potentially the last season of Stranger Things, introducing a brand new yeah. fucking villain to 100% have a the complete last story season. arc with and do it in one season. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, anything else? Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> Man, this is super fun. Happy July Fourth. No, uh, twenty-two, twenty-two, yeah. not eleven. Bullshit. I know it's so uh, it's such a cliche to just say it. And there's yeah, not a lot to celebrate. Um, but, you know, we can celebrate coming together to talk about this TV show and have yeah. an escape from yeah. the reality. And next week, we are going to be um, returning to 1982 to watch um, a classic sci-fi movie that I don't think I've seen. It's mm. called Tron. Oh, you've never yeah. seen Tron. I don't think I've All seen right. To be honest, I don't think I've seen the original yeah. Tron either. All right. Well, yeah, so save I'm it for the podcast, for motherfuckers, because yeah. I have, and it's save it for the podcast. Yeah, and if you need to supplement your Columbia House subscription with other subscriptions, <laughs> you can <laughs> subscribe to New Release by it's free. searching. It is free, and there are actually no catches in this case. <laughs> uh, all you have to do is search. Well, data, da- your your cell phone's data plan may apply. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, keep, keep an eye out for that jean vest uh, chest hair. Oh, yeah, so option. we decided jean <laughs> vest chest hair yeah. for the, okay, jean chest, good. Yeah. Jean chest. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Jean's vest. Um, so Steve's chest. Search your, your release. Your it's Steve's vest chest, chest for your chest. Very simple okay. search term that obviously doesn't produce a million results um, <laughs> new on Spotify release and Apple podcast. Yeah, it's just new release. It actually works. New um, release. Yeah. Look for the blue and yellow logo. Yeah, it's not at all like a blockbuster. Nope. Um, nope. That was not card. a sponsor at all. Nope. At any point in time yeah i don't think they would make a great sponsor now also follow us on instagram at new release podcast uh our cohort ashley she is very um up to speed with uh with social media she posts every single minute of every single day (laughs) 
Just keep your eyes over there. Yep. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Jen, especially for yeah, joining. Yeah, thanks, guys. This was yeah. fun. So Every that, three years, you're welcome on. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of each podcast, uh, Why not four? Ashley says, that's a wrap. So, Jen, can you say? That's a wrap. All right.